0: So many of you that know me and or have listened to this podcast very well know that I do not like talking about what politicians say. I usually don't believe in that shit. But there was one thing that was said by our former prime minister, Mr. Raila Odinga, that I didn't entirely agree with. Now, he was addressing Kenya's lower eastern leaders and he came out to try and, you know, give women a bunch of respect when he started by saying, and I quote, A woman is a human being like you. They have also been born like you. If your mother was not there, you couldn't have been born. There is no one in this world who was begotten by just a man. And that's all good. That's all fine and dandy. But he goes on to say, and this is a part that triggers me, in procreation, a man's work takes only one second, while women carry the burden for nine months. They go through sickness during the pregnancy and later have to lactate the baby after delivery. We must therefore respect women. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against women being respected. I do stand for women being respected and respect being given to all genders. But honestly, one second, like that was what you decided to use? One second? Like, honestly, there's so many analogies that he could have used. Like, there's so many other ways to show a woman's value besides just demeaning your fellow man's value in the bedroom like yes i get it some of us haven't been lasting that long you know some of us are all about gone in 60 seconds you know our favorite band is 30 seconds to mars and shit and we're there for a good time not a long time but you can't be diminishing our value to just one second because first of all if you actually do your research you will find out that the actual orgasm for a man usually lasts about seven to ten seconds as opposed to a woman's, which can be a lot closer to half a minute. So, in a sense, we're the ones that are even getting the short end of the stick here. Second of all, we do a lot more before and during sex, even those 15 seconds that we might be lasting, actually account for a lot more. Because hell, considering that most of the babes out here barely do any work, we're usually left with about 80-90%, to sometimes even 95% of the entire load, when it comes to the effort that is required to be put in sex. So, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's sweating because I've been thrusting the entire time. She's been sweating because she's been getting a fact and a pleasure. So, why the hell is it that it's suddenly me who's looking bad because I didn't last that long? And anyways, if the child is here, it's not like I'm going to be free from burden. Because whatever issues she's going to have when she's pregnant, she'll most probably be taking them out on me. When she has that baby, I'm the one that's supposed to be buying those diapers. I'm the one that's supposed to be handling the baby formula. She might lactate, but I'm stuck paying most of these bills up until that kid is probably around 20 years old at the very least. So, in one way or another, I think this is a shared thing. If this guy, if this former Prime Minister of ours actually wanted to use something that makes a lot more sense, he would at least just go back and use the fact that we have mothers, or at least, I don't know, use the fact that in as much as we might seem to be the ones that are doing all the work we need our women back at home to come through for us to help us out when we need help to support us when we're down so that we can get back up and go on pushing which actually puts more value to them than just the fact that they can carry a baby and they took a nut for quote unquote one second but anyways he's a politician i'm sure one second for him is probably normal but anyways, we have a podcast to start, and fortunately, we do not care that much about timelines because we are all about having a good time, not a long time. So we might as well start. And to start, I like to do that famous intro. I start by saying, "Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya." The man on the mic is a man who does not look at his watch when he is having sex, probably because the microwave will do a better job of warming my food and timing me. He is a man who once believed that milk was a combination of milk and beef. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now as usual the drill is pretty simple, if you don't know the drill I can repeat it for you cause I like doing that at the beginning of the episode. And if you know the drill then you can repeat it along with me cause it's a very simple Simple drill sometimes sounds like a song and it goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle and i will take it from there and i will handle it accordingly if you happen to have found that there is a tweet that is on facebook as a screenshot or a screen grab or it's on ig as a screenshot or a screen grab then you can send it to at BreaktimeOnOSI on Facebook and on Instagram, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, I want us to get into the tweets real quick, but first of all, I want us to discuss equality for a little bit. You know, that thing that feminists have been trying to fight for for a very long time. Now, I, for a very long time, have said that we should stop believing in the idea of equality because equality in and of itself is a fantasy that most women will probably make for themselves that a lot of us men believe is absolute bs because whenever you hear a woman saying that they want to be equal to a man you know very well that they do not know what they speak of because even amongst us men we do not have equality there's levels to this shit there's hierarchies and you know there's pyramids in different fields in different places And guys will always strive to get to the top of those hierarchies. And, you know, some people usually think that, you know, if you're at the top, you should share it with people. And I think that's BS, but that's a story for another day. Now, the reason why I brought this up was because people decided to actually test equality out in Eastern Europe and it turned out to be pretty interesting. So what they did was they set up an MMA VIP style event and they did it in some place called Czechoslovakia in Poland. I hope I've said the name of that place right. So it was an MMA style event, but this wasn't a regular MMA type fight. It had a woman and it had a man who was about 400 pounds. That's nearly around 190 kilos. And of course, because it hasn't been pushed along a lot of mainstream media, well, the man won. And a lot of MMA fans were actually quite outraged that such a thing happened. They're like, oh, why the hell would you want such a thing to happen? Oh, why would you try to do such a thing? You know, why would you have a woman in the octagon with another man? That's not fair from the jump. You shouldn't be doing such a thing. And of course, activists are always over there. How dare you people do such a thing? This promotes gender-based violence, which is something that we've been working so hard to remove. And it's not nice. And you shouldn't have done it. But people making noise aside, when I sat and I actually thought about it, I was like, you know what, this is okay. This is actually okay. Because you think about it, yes, it doesn't sound right. But if you actually think about it very closely, it's very, very good that they did such a thing. And I'm not saying this to promote some form of gender-based violence or anything. Because one, I know it's a sport that actually has a lot of rules. And two, I'm not necessarily trying to condone just, you know, people fighting from two different genders. But at the same time, I'm thinking about it. This is what feminists have always asked for. This is equality. Equality in that you can see a man and you can see a woman and you can say that they are the same kinds of people. You're not looking at them and you're saying, oh, you know, this and this person should be here. This and this person should be there. And this is where the whole idea of even men not being equal steps in. Because even in MMA, we have weight classes. Yes, men go against men, but there's weight classes. And you do not find people going and fighting between weight classes you cannot find a 400 pound mma fighter and a 200 pound mma fighter going to go at each other like that's that's not supposed to happen because it'll actually be unfair on one side versus the other but more so than that while i was actually looking into this story i actually looked at what it is that the female fighter that got beat down actually said about it and she was actually okay Contrary to what all the so-called MMA fighters and the activists were actually saying about the entire thing, she was like, yo, I knew exactly what I signed up for and I wanted to win and I went in and I got beat and it's okay, I take my L and I move on. Well obviously like a paraphrased version of that. And at the end of the day, it also shows something that a lot of radical feminists do, they silence people who actually want to have their own individual decision, which if you're playing the odds game actually still stands to favor this woman because for this guy it's all else because if he beat this woman which he did he's still not going to be regarded as a good fighter because he fought quote unquote a weaker person now if you look at the fact that he'd lose he'd still be looked at badly because he got beaten by a woman now if you look at it from the woman's point of view she has everything to gain Because if she loses, she was beaten by a man and there was no major expectation that she was going to win. But if she wins, then she has all the glory that comes with it because she didn't just beat somebody, she beat somebody that is expected to be stronger, faster and more powerful than her. So in every sense of the word, she's still worn out of this entire thing. But anyways, I'm going to leave this for you to debate upon a little bit as I hop onto the tweets. So on to the first tweet. Men's cologne lasts longer than their promises. Wow, this is where we're starting from? Oh well, all right, fine. Cool, cool, cool. I'll do it. Um, Okay, so yes, to a certain degree, you could say that this tweet does make a lot of sense because there's a lot of guys that promise a lot and deliver absolutely jack shit. But uh, I'm gonna blame the babes for this one. I'm actually gonna blame y'all for this because y'all are the same ones that say that you want to be lied to. Otherwise, sweet nothings wouldn't actually be a thing. Like, it's not our fault that you guys like being lied to. Yes, you guys will say that you want the truth, blah blah blah, but let's not play ourselves here you guys prefer to be sold to the dream and have the reality be delivered separately so when you hear richard somewhere telling you that he's going to give you the world assuming that i don't know maybe the rest of us might have to go and inhabit mars you do not take into account the fact that mars is still not habitable by humans and you forget that richard is not even in the position to chase everyone to mars so those promises are probably absolute bs but you like hearing that now don't you because well what else sounds better when you hear that man telling you that you are one in a billion you are the most special thing ever and he could not live without you does it not occur to you that after you die there's a chance that he's gonna get horny that he's gonna want love that he'll probably go out and meet some other woman get married and fuck her the same exact way he fucks you does that not occur to you? Maybe not, but I think the thought that he'll probably never ever be happy without you probably sounds better to you, which I think sounds a bit sadistic because being responsible for somebody's happiness like that's not nice. The fact that you can steal that man's happiness and not have them be content and happy simply because you're not there, like that's just sadistic as hell. But To kind of just quell things down for a little bit before somebody pops a blood vessel because of what I said, I'm going to give you a little piece of advice. How about instead of continuing to trust men whose promises do not last as long as their cologne or their deal, how about you actually look towards men that don't give promises as often as misinterests say men are trash? Because those people, the people that give promises the least number of times, they're probably the ones that value those promises a lot. And they know how binding giving their word is in the name of a promise is. And if they value it that much, they're probably not going to be giving promises to everyone because they know that they will not fulfill those promises to everyone. So they give them because they have to be given or because there is something driving it or there is something meaningful behind it. Otherwise, that whole thing of just taking promises because somebody gives them, I feel like that's absolute BS. Especially if they're giving promises all the damn time. Trust it a lot less. You and whatever feelings you have are going to thank me later. Anyways, on to the next tweet distance doesn't necessarily ruin a relationship you don't have to see someone every day to be in love all right i'm gonna come out and say that i disagree with this i do not agree how can i not see my bay all the time you know how can i not see somebody every single day or as much as possible and and still fall in love huh you know it doesn't make sense to me actually no that's bullshit it doesn't make sense to me I'm just trying to stand for the other side because this is actually not that hard to kind of consider and yes this does kind of go against the whole long distance relationship type talk that people have but I'm willing to ride with it for now because when you actually look at it back in the day when our parents were not having as much forms of communication because well right now we're actually hyper connected if anything They still had relationships, you know, they still fell in love. Even the ones that would go to the level where they'd go out and train and join the military and be sent off on duty. Like, they'd still be in love and you'd find them communicating probably once a month, once every couple of weeks maybe. Probably they'll send each other letters that might not even get to the other side. But they still kept the love. And it wasn't shaped by distance or the fact that they never used to talk every day. But you look at people nowadays. Good morning, have you been? As you're going through your day, you're texting or you're calling. Then you get back home. Then you're still calling and talking. And then you go to bed and then it's good night. And the following morning, you repeat the same exact process. Goodness my. And then people are like, no, it's because we're in love. No. Give yourselves a break and at least miss each other or some shit. Like I feel like people push it a little too much. Even the people who are in long distance relationships. The ones who are like, we have to talk every day. No, I don't think you have to talk every day. Maybe every so often. Maybe once every other day. Maybe once a week even. But every single day, morning to evening even. Like yo, I feel like people push it a little too much nowadays. Which is why I feel like some people's relationship demands nowadays are just too much. And they're like, oh, you know, a good relationship requires communication. So we talk every day. Bitch, no. Yes, it requires good communication. But hell, there's way better ways to do this shit than just talk every single day. Because if anything, it actually drops the quality of that communication. So if anything, probably reduce a little bit on talking every single day and wanting to see each other every single waking moment. And maybe you might actually enjoy your relationship a little bit more. Anyways, maybe I'm the one that's overreacting to this shit cuz I'm just a single nigger. So let's move it on to our next tweet. When you have sex, you exchange energies. If that person is carrying around guilt, shame, trauma or any form of spiritual attachment, all that gets shared. Well, this is actually hard to agree or disagree upon it's something that i find to be very debatable right now because when you look at both sides of the argument they both have pretty valid points because when you look at people that you know bang the same person a lot you know there tends to be some level of similarity that grows between the two sides and the people who are more spiritual are the ones who'll be like oh you know the soul ties are developing and you guys are trading energies and shit and your energies are you know mixing up a lot so you guys will pick up a lot from each other blah 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 and yes they could be true about that because when you think about the spiritual realm and spiritual people and faith, well, it's believing the unseen. Which, well, for most people does not seem very logical. So whatever unseen forces they speak of could actually be true. We could be having soul ties and we could be trading energies from person to person. And that could be a good thing. And it also could be a really, really bad thing. Especially when you're picking up guilt, shame and and other feelings that might not be that good. But at the same time there's the not so spiritual people the people that believe that all of this is mumbo jumbo and sex is literally just sex and they have a pretty valid argument as well which is actually why is it that whenever people are usually talking about this shit they usually only talk about the bad shit why is it that it's only the bad energies that are being transmitted you know why is it that i'm only picking up the guilt the shame and the depression and the anger and the lack of tolerance and shit why can't I be picking somebody's ability to make money? Huh? Why can't I pick their persistence? Why can't I pick their resilience, their conscientiousness, you know? Why can't I pick their kindness? Cuz I'm going to be very honest. I've banked some very kind people. I have not felt myself get any kind over time. So, in one way or another, it does seem like it is a very, very tough thing to believe. And yes, there are some spiritual people that will still come back and be like, "Uh, you know, we still transmit our energies and it's the positive ones that we also transmit. And, you know, sometimes there's that feeling that you get after you've had a good session when you feel something for somebody and, and, and dude, that's something that you really like, dude. Like, bro, you should actually try it sometime. And, well, no, I've, I've, I've never actually felt that. Like usually people call that infatuation and sometimes people can call that good satisfaction such that it'll make you want to do stuff for the other person. So in one way or another, it is a very debatable topic and unfortunately I can't give a conclusive answer because I am not well versed in the spiritual arts and I would not want to discount what it is that they say to be absolute BS. So I'll leave that with three dots and move it on to our final tweet of this episode. Friendly reminder that just because someone is venting does not mean they're asking for advice. Sometimes people just need to get shit off their chest. Sometimes they already know what quote unquote needs to be done. But it doesn't make it any easier. Yes, this is true. This is very, very true. And I totally agree with it and especially this coming from a babe because it was a babe that tweeted this I totally agree Uh, there's a lot of times when babes will say that you know they want to vent and I think that most times whenever a lot of people are venting they just want somebody to listen to them but as I was saying in this week's episode of Battle of the Sexes Whenever guys are usually opening up, most times when guys are going to open up to somebody else, it's usually because they are looking for some form of a second opinion from someone else. Most times guys don't go out and just start venting to somebody about something that they are not getting some form of help with. But you find that a lot of times, whenever more so women are usually venting about something, they usually are venting because they want to be listened to. Now I'm not saying that this is strictly exclusive to the genders and everything because there's definitely times when guys just want to vent and somebody to listen to them vent and there's times when babes want advice and that all makes quite a lot of sense but at the same time when you kind of look at how people vent a lot of times people usually just go and vent and they don't say why they're venting or how they'd like their venting to be taken. Because sometimes you find somebody going to vent and they want some form of advice and then someone's like, damn, that's sad. Or it's one of those times when someone is venting because of something at work and then the boyfriend or the girlfriend is like, but why don't you do A, B, C, D? And then they're like, no, it's not like I wanted you to tell me. I already know that. I just wanted to let it out. And one of the things that was suggested under this tweet is that people should actually start by saying why they're venting before they vent. And to a certain degree, yes, it does make some sense. But at the same time, I don't think most people actually have the ability to kind of decide to do that before they start venting. So what I can say is for you as a friend, maybe you should start asking after they're done venting. So you just listen to them the entire time they vent and then you're like, all right, cool. Would you want me to give you advice on this or do you just want to vent? Sometimes that can work. Doesn't always work, doesn't always seem like the best idea, but if you don't really know what to do, then that's something good that you could do. But then again, I could be wrong about this just as well as I could be wrong about every other tweet. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and on Instagram, it is at Breaktime on Westside. You can also hit me up there. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And I will attend to them accordingly. If you are listening through some app that allows for ratings and reviews, a rating and or review will be highly appreciated and I will catch you guys on the next break.